Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. You ever put a hot dog in a taco? We got episode number 63 for ya. Before we jump into the... <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? It's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. I'm perfectly fine sitting at this side of the table right here. You're supposed to kick him whenever I hit you. My short stubby legs can't reach. Because <laughs> he's a boggle. He's too itty bitty. Before we jump into the podcast, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located at the West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. They have loads of magic product, ranging from playmats to sleeves to the actual magic product, which is super important now because Commander Legends is out for y'all to be start getting. Whoop, whoop. JB, tell us about your amazing pulls in your Commander Legends product that you got from J-Dubs. You mean the 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 one card that was actually worth a shit? <laughs> Tell us about your bad luck. Got a vampiric tutor. That was about it. Otherwise, everything else was like sub three dollars. Oh, it's shit that I didn't need. Oh man! <laughs> and that's always my luck. I I don't know why I expect any different. Boggles don't have very good luck. No, no, we don't. But they we have- don't have pockets. We can't have rabbit's foot. <laughs> J Dubs has. All the products that you are looking for, uh, playmats, sleeves, booster boxes, booster packs, collector boosters as well. But if you don't just want the products and stuff, you can join in their weekend league play that they got for not only Modern and Legacy. JB right now is hardcore staring at Danny. Because Danny's too good for our league. Danny, come on. Give us your burn. Literally. Nope. But don't. They have leagues on the weekend for Modern and Legacy. Please join in. Links in the description down below. But not only that, please check out J-Dubs for getting your cards professionally graded at PSA or Beckett. Way cheaper deals than if you would be doing it individually by yourself. J-Dubs has the ability to send your cards into PSA or Beckett to get your cards graded for way better deals than what you would be doing on your own. So please go online, click the submission link to where you fill out the form, send it in, get the cards to J-Dubs, and then get your cards graded. <laughs> Danny has some cards out with J-Dubs specifically. I have a card. Give us some updates on that. I have none. No updates? No, no updates. I was supposed to take a drink right there, but you didn't give me enough time to take a drink. Well, you should drink faster. Yeah. Slam that shit. Or talk slower. Shotgun. Perfect. I was going to say, you, you know we're, we're recording. You can take a few seconds, take a drink, and then reply. But we're trying no to make, one will know any different. But, we're trying to make but the this people listening live will. Yeah. The live they, 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 they knew what they were getting into when they joined <laughs> into the <laughs> chat. They knew what they were signing up for. <laughs> no apologies. They're just here to laugh at us. If you're laughing at us, give us a thumbs up in the chat. The breakdown for this episode is going to be laid out. As always, we pass you over to the Boggle Desk, where JB himself gives us some updates and upcoming events of events. From there, Danny will tell us if we have any BNR, and then leads us into the news, which we have some Kickstarter news, comicbook.com news on Bob Ross, and... After that, we move into the finance section, closing off with Deck of the Week, and then you all can have your time back to you after listening to us for three and a half hours. Four and a half hour show. Probably. <laughs> not not going to deny that. JB, I pass the torch off to you in the boggle desk. Take us away. Take me away. Shut up and just say the news. <laughs> <laughs> Go and say the Run for the fucking table, your knee would hurt right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so first up, we had Channel Fireball Pro Clash. Qualifier number four. Light two. The results are, first place was Gruel Agro. Second place, 
Boros Cycling Aggro. Third place, Esper Doom Yorian. Fourth place, Gruel Adventure Aggro. Fifth place was Demir Mill. Sixth place was Gruel Aggro. Seventh place was Orzov Control. And eighth place was Teamer Ramp Ultimatum. Gotta say, this Gruel Aggro list is kind of kind of cool. It's got an ox of a Gonus in it. That's interesting. It has an extra in the side as well. Got Clothis in the side. Clothis in the side is just good against any control deck. Good old questing beast. Scoos! Yeah! Oh, it's got Embercleave. Dumb. And then uh, to the second place deck, Boros Cycling. This is what you would expect from a Boros Cycling deck. Is it though? Is it really? 100%. Zenith Flare? You're telling me you're not ready for a Zenith Flare? I'm never ready for that thing. It hurts so much. <laughs> Turn three, I'm going to hit you for 25. Yeah, no, it's really tough to overcome. All right, so next up we have a Magic Online Championship. It was modern. Woohoo! the good format. Make sure your mouth is right by the microphone there. It doesn't make any sense. There you go, much better. It doesn't make any sense, though. There's no placements. No, you're just talking about the decks. I just wanted you to know, you'd be able to do this a lot better <laughs> if you entered this instead of me. Because this no. is your job. No. <laughs> Not mine. I like making you work. So, first up, we have Teamer Control. Next, we have Four Color Ramp Control. Next up is Eldrazi Tron. Next up is Landless, whatever that is. Then we got Creatures Toolbox, Death Shadow, Burn, and Scape Shift rounding out the top eight. The land list is the... Uh, Oops, out. all spells? Yep. Uh, well, why didn't they say that? Because it's not as catchy, clearly, as land list. <sighs> Dumb. I hate seeing Eldrazi Tron that close up there, though. It's expected. Is it, though? Is it really? Yeah, dude. Fountain Out Seer is really potent. Oh, chalice, man. Dumb card. Coming for the Boggles player. Yeah, I fucking hate that card. <laughs> fucking hate it. Tell us about those upcoming events there, JB. Alright, so our upcoming events. We don't really have any. Lies. But I'm sure there's some random SCG challenges going on, like always. SCG just got picked up again, and it's getting ready for y'all out there. Also, uh, Mana Traders events still going on. Uh, it's Legacy this month. Join it. Play it. It's fun. Even though it's Legacy and I get my ass kicked. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> Links down in the description below. We're going to pass it over to Danny. Before we pass it over, we have a question from Wade97. The hosts building any new commanders from Commander Legends. JB, are you building any new decks from Commander Legends? I'm working on that Liza deck. I ended up getting a foil version of it in my box, and I've got two ordered on the way, which hopefully should fucking come in the mail soon. He says, as he looks at his sister's no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then I was thinking about uh, making a Kulfenor deck. Danny. Nope. Nothing? Nope. Just hopefully, uh, hopefully get uh, a few cards for my existing decks. Because you're very fucking hardcore. Yeah. Need to need to finish off that expensive deck, which will take me years to do. Right, like Matt's land quest he's on. Hey man, I'm getting very close to that shit. Fetches and the shocks are the hardest parts. I have to get the OG duels, so those are the expensive parts. Well, you don't have to, but it's nice. But to get my deck to where it should be, I need them. Do you though? I do. do. You really? Yeah, I do. do you? Yep. Do you though? Yep. Do you? Don't make me punch in the arm again. <laughs> I like being hit. Anyway, my commander deck that I'm making out of Commander Legends is the Little Lizard and the Weaponsmith, the one that makes the rock tokens. No. Mono Mon red. Mono red. That seems more my alley, not yours. Right? Get the fuck out of here. But it seems so You're a fun. blue player. Get the fuck out of the red. Not my fault that you didn't fucking pick those up. Making Roxas artifacts that can be dealing two damage. Anyway, we are going to ban his commanders from everything now. 
That is a BNR announcement for this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. And moving along to blog talk of the week, we go to Hi Gamer. That's H I Y Gamer. Why are you laughing like a little schoolgirl right now? <laughs> say the name again. Say its name. No. Nope. Say its name. Say my name. Say my name. They asked, you said in an answer a few days ago that the only times when cards are will reference Commander specifically in Commander products are in Commander products. Does this mean that future supplement, supplemental sets won't have Commander referencing cards like Balbon did with Will and Rowan Kinrith? Mark replies, multiplayer-focused supplement sets could have a few Commander references. Just piggybacking off of Commander Legends just recently released. Um... Makes sense with their request or their question. But yeah, that's Blog Talk of the Week. Well, we'll move back to Matt. So Matt, what do we have for quickies this week? The stuff that we have is very short. Rebecca Guay announces new magic card art and art book on Kickstarter. According to hipstersofthecoast.com, Rebecca Levine, known to magic fans as the legendary artist Rebecca Guay, launches her second Kickstarter today as of two days ago, which is Saturday, the 14th of November. So it's been out for a while now. To fund her upcoming art book, The Present, she also revealed that she has created a new illustration for a magic card that is due out next May 2021. The project includes a mixture of her fine arts and Magic the Gathering illustrations offered as prints, playmats, puzzles, face masks, and more. For Magic fans, this is an exclusive opportunity for backers to claim limited edition prints and playmats of some of her Magic Gathering illustrations, as well as a once-in-a-lifetime chance to purchase original preliminary sketches of her card illustrations directly from her sketchbooks that have been in storage since their creation. So far, the campaign has sixty has a sixty thousand dollar goal and will run. Just over a month. So when you hear this, you have less than a month left to fucking get in on this. All rewards can be seen in a special Backer Gifts Gallery page on her website. Links in the description below and will be updated as new goals are added and unlocked. Rebecca Way Art, man. That stuff is really good. So I saw something about this and somebody on the post was like, hey, bring Therese Nielsen back. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get a Rebecca Quay and a Therese Nielsen collaboration anytime soon. Well not even a collaboration, it's just they were just like, Hey, we're bringing her back. Let's bring Therese Nielsen back. I mean Oh oh no. I said it's the same. I mean I mean I mean Oh my god I mean Make sure to join us every Monday night as we record this podcast live. And slowly, slowly tear away Danny's sanity. <laughs> yep. You'll thank us one day. Nope. You'll look back on these fond memories. These happy fond memories? Very happy. This is a very art... Uh, Art-centric. There we go. Art-centric episode this week. Words are hard. Not words are hard. JB just fucking <clears throat> finishes off. Danny, calm your tits. Yeah. No. No, we're he so cool. He did not finish it off. He did. You literally yeah. stopped. We're thinking about the word, and he just happened to say the right yeah. word. I finished his sentence because we're that cool. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, Danny. Because we both drink PBR. Get on our wavelength. Wavelength, Danny. Drink PBR. Drink. Uh, Open PBR. that world. I have better taste than that. PBR is fucking bomb. The cheap beer of choice. Yes. Nope. So, happy art. Very happy art. Danny, tell us about this happy art. <sighs> I want this one. This oh, one. JB, you want this? He's happy next art? in line anyway. Yeah. Okay. JB, tell us about this You're happy art. You're right, host. <laughs> You're after me. He's after you. I'm after him. How it's always been. Duly noted. And how it always will be. JB, tell us about these happy arts. Okay, so we're getting some sweet happy art if you haven't figured it out by now. What we're oh, referencing. Are we? Yeah. We're getting from who? Bob Ross. 
Yes, we're getting Bob Ross lands on Arena. Haven't they already been released? I believe so. So I thought they were coming, they were secretly Im- implemented in, uh, what, Commander Legends? Or randomly implemented? I could be wrong. Uh, no, it wasn't officially released. There's a bunch of other magic secret layers and kind of stuff that were spoiled, but not mm. officially mm. confirmed in different Reddit sites and on Discords and stuff. This was one of them. And because of it being confirmed, it kind of brings a bit of validity to the fact that we're going to be getting these other secret layers and stuff. Because yep. uh, it was on an Instagram post by the MTG Finance guy on October 19th saying there's going to be, a, you know, claiming there's a couple new secret layer drops coming. Uh, the account posted five new drops that would be set to go on sale on Cyber Monday through November 30th. Do, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we jump any further... Y'all that want to listen to this, jump ahead a couple sec, uh, a couple minutes, if you're not interested into spoilers. Well, this is a rumor, okay? It's nothing's been clarified yet. True, uh, though it has been shown in the source code that there are Bob Ross lands in the source code of MTG Arena. Because mm-hmm, I'm looking at Arena screenshots right now of the lands, and there's also craftable evolving wilds too, which looks. Not half bad, in my opinion. Well, yeah, because Bob Ross, man. Yes, anyway, so the rumored drops include Bob Ross-themed Lancet, a Seb McKinnon drop, a Squirrel Collection. All Magic players love yes. their fucking Seb McKinnon art. Let's, okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> JV, if, if tell us about your boner that you can't <laughs> Seb McKinnon right now. Tell us about if, it. If there's a Seb McKinnon secret layer. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was JB's Fucking earthquake. <laughs> but, but anyway, so <laughs> as Matt spills three beers, right? The all over the table and all over the floor. Two what, beers. What two beers. The fuck, I finished man. mine. <laughs> so anyway, so as we got to drive home smelling like alcohol <laughs> yeah. now. Not my fault. <laughs> Not my fault. It wasn't you. You hit the table, Matt. Matthew Harry, was that not you? Yeah, there's some nose goes in this, this argument. Fucking Christ. So, as I was saying, so if there is a Seb McKinnon secret layer drop, this might be the one that actually might make me buy a secret layer for once. If it happens, if it's real. So I think that'd be sweet. But then there's also a squirrel collection, a mana rock set, and a Thraxamundar plus removal spell package. All speculation at yes, the moment. These are all rumored. All rumored. Our screenshots of the lands and stuff online right now. Links in the description below. We'll put a spoiler warning and stuff right there. If you don't want to be clicking on that link to be checking out the art of the Bob Ross lands, don't click it. If you do want to see it though, please click it. Mm-hmm. They don't look half bad, right? Very happy looking arts. All the happy trees. Yeah. Next up on the news, we have some MTG stocks news that's actually not MTG related, but I imagine we got some fans of. It's another TCG, though. It is another TCG. Imagine some uh, magic players care about Pokemon. MTG stocks, the site that we reference off of the finance section every week. They now have Pika Stocks, which is your favorite resource for all daily price updates on the Pokemon TCG cards. We track prices of all cards and report the ones that have recently fluctuated the most for your Pokemon financial convenience. If anyone has a holographical Charizard from Bayset, you're looking at $1,000 right now. Good lord. Yeah. They just dropped this last week and... Whew. They're showing some OG Pokemon cards for all the old collectors out there. If you got some OG Pokemon cards. Base at Pikachu sitting at $6. Tell us about that Charizard. It's the holy grail of Pokemon world. Right? Everybody loves a Charizard. <laughs> Somebody tell us how much we're getting for that fucking Charizard if we have one. Uh, you're looking at right now four forty three forty two on market price. Average, though, some people are buying them at a K. $1,000 for this card. You know, I saw three of these sitting on the counter when I was at J-Dubs yesterday. 
those in the FM area <laughs> swing over to J-Dubs. Not only do they have magic products, but they have Pokemon stuff for y'all, too. Right? I don't know what he was doing with them. He had, like, a bunch of different Pokemon cards all spread out, and there was three of these holographic Charizards in there. And he was, like, taking pictures and stuff, so I'm assuming he was, like, receiving them in or something. Because they didn't have a price tag on them or anything yet. Can you guys believe that fucking Pokemon is more, uh, more of, like, a financial asset than magic is? Yeah. Is it, though? It is. Is it, though? Yep. To all y'all out there, if you haven't seen the video of Logan Paul buying a $200,000 first edition Pokemon set. It wasn't fake. No, 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 no. That one was good. But it was these guys called, if I'm not mistaken, it was called the uh, Dummy Dummy Finance Pot, or Dummy Finance YouTube channel. <laughs> like that, I, that bought the fake shit? That bought the fake shit. Well, yeah, because they're dummies. From the same guy that sold the actual product to Logan Paul is the thing. So the same guy that brokered the deal between Logan Paul to get that first edition Pokemon set brokered the deal between these dummy finance guys, and it turned out that it was a stacked box. It had packs from 2020 in it. Wow. Pokemon has legit more money than Magic does. Yep. Does it, though? It does. It does. Uh, there has been uh, shown increases in prices on Magic cards since the Logan Paul box break. Uh, so, for those of you that, that don't know, Logan Paul bought a box for $200,000 and then decided to sell the packs for $1,000. And then open the packs on YouTube for all to see. And it turned out to be a good box. But then a week later, the same guy that had the first edition Pokemon box that sold it to Logan Paul sold to the other YouTube channel called the Empty or the uh, Dummy Finance or whatever they're called. And it turned out to be 100% fake. They spent 400000 They tried to top Logan Paul and they got wrecked by it from this guy called the uh, uh, MTG Guru or whatever. And weirdly enough, this guy had backgrounds in the Bitcoin industry before he jumped into trading cards. Hmm. Different kind of stock. Definitely. Same, same game, just different, different format. Pokemon sells way better than Magic. Yep. Just going to put a pin on that right there. Y'all remember that. Pokemon, if you want to be making money, invest into that before magic though we got commander legends right now and commander legends gives us some very expensive cards that should not be that expensive right so i saw somebody posted it was in one of the local magic groups too i can't remember i think it might have been the paradox group somebody pulled three mana drains out of two boxes and one was foil lucky right so now that we're talking about finance should we jump into the finance section of this episode yep Perfect. As always, the finance section is brought to us by the amazing site MTG Stocks, which is now diversified off and become Pika Stocks as well. Two different websites, two different card games, but we're going to focus on the MTG portion of it. As always, they have an amazing article that comes out once a week on Fridays called The Weekly Winners. We read the weekly winners on Monday, so prices may have changed by the time that we read them, and we will let you know when that happens. First off, at the beginning of this, they want to announce that Pika Stocks is official now. The other week, or the week before, they announced that it's going to be coming out, and it now has officially launched. TCG players of the Pokemon trading card game, please go check them out. It's actually very good. Very similar to MTG Stocks, where it has very nice graphs and stuff of Pokemon cards. Super good. I like it a lot. I've checked it out a couple times. Go check them out if you're into that. Otherwise, just stick to MTG Stocks. So first off, on the weekly winners, we have Teferi's Veil. It is a blue one enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it phases out at the end of combat. It is officially from Weatherlight. It has seen a 346% increase, now sitting at $3. So according to the article here, written by Peter, 
we have seen big market crashes and other big changes in the markets, even though many predicted that the end was nigh. When COVID reached Europe and the United States, nothing much has happened except for the increase in trade for reserve list cards. Here we are, reserve list cards, talked about as always, at least like once a month, I would say, on this podcast. We talk about the reserve list once a month in this aspect. So this week is no different. The number one winner, Teferi's Veil, has spiked due to new brews with commanders in sight of Commander Legends. So the new brews with the new card, Arumi of the Dead Tide, Black Blue 1 for a 1-4 Merfolk Wizard legendary creature. It has the ability of tap. Exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have. Target creature card in your graveyard gains Encore until the end of turn. The Encore cost, cost is equal to its mana cost. And so this one is you can cast it. Encore is you can cast it from your graveyard equal to the Encore mana cost. And then it makes copies of it. And then you can attack until end of turn at each opponent. So it's the new mechanic. And because of that, for Teferi's Veil, uh, when you look at the example list below, which is in MTG stocks, you might be tempted to think that Teferi's Veil spiked because the deck is full of creatures that have powerful ETB triggers, which are enter the battlefield triggers. If you do, I'm afraid you need to... Uh, you need a short refresher on rules concerning phasing. Cards phasing in and out of the battlefield do not trigger ETBs or LTBs, which are leave the battlefield abilities on cards. With phasing, the card stays in the same zone, quote unquote, in the case of the battlefield, and are as treated that they don't exist. They no longer are targets, they can no longer be sacrificed or destroyed intuitively one would say that if that is all true a card must not be on the battlefield anymore but and that's why phasing is known to cause so much more questions for judges the card is still on the battlefield but we treat it as if it were not so back to amari of the dead tide when its ability creates a token you need to sacrifice at the end of turn unless they are phased out, of course, because you're no longer on the battlefield. So you will be allowed to keep your tokens if they survived, you know, the attack when brewing around Amari, the dead tide. It is a good option to play Teferi's Veil alongside of it so that way they don't get sacked. You keep your board in response to this. Like I said, Matt, I have one if you want it. A Teferi's Veil or Amari? And Arumi. Arumi. Jesus Christ. I was saying that wrong the whole time. It was all that anime talk. Got you flustered. Clearly. <laughs> there is a list, uh, a deck list in the description down below. So let's talk about the next deck. Or not the next deck, the next card. Battletide Alchemist, which is white, white, three for a three, four Kithkin Cleric. It is from Morningtide, and it reads... If a source would deal damage to a player, you may prevent X of that damage, where X is the number of clerics you control. With Zedekar Rising coming out, uh, clerics got a very significant boost with Oran Skyclave Hierophant, which when it dies or another cleric dies, you can bring a cleric from your graveyard back to the battlefield. Uh, long story short, on the ability of that. With things like this, just feeding into the cleric synergies, the cleric tribal, it is a very good card. This card has seen a 176% increase, now at $5. Those of you with this card in their bulk section of their cards that they have, definitely be pulling that out. It is going to be super important. Finally, in the weekly winners, we have probably one of the most talked about cards in Magic since it has been spoiled. Danny, JB, do you know what card it is? Nope, I have no idea. That just proves that you haven't read the show notes. I have no idea what card this is. <laughs> he says as he shows the card on his phone. We have Opposition Agent. This card already had a very high pre-sale price before it came out. But Opposition Agent is too black for a human rogue with flash. 
You control your opponents while they are searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, you may exile each card they find. You may play those cards as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though they were mana of any color to cast them. It is a 3-2 human rogue. It has seen a 50% increase up to $34. So Opposition Agent, it is super good in every format that it can get played in. Commander, Legacy, and Vintage, the primarily, primarily, I mean, it's the only three that I can get played in. But most importantly, its market price and its average price are now almost the same. And that means that its current price is actually a realistic one. At first, it seemed that we've reached the point where the card was valued at about $23, but it shot up more than $10 this week alone. The market price has matched. Currently, it is listed as the fourth most valued card in Commander Legends, and it's by far the most expensive rare in Commander Legends. If you were able to snag it for $23 or less, it seems that you have struck a good deal. This card, because it stops your opponent, like you take your opponent's searching, it shuts off fetch lands, and everybody in the magic community are completely talking about opposition agents. I mean, being able to stop fetch lands from fetching lands and you gain your opponent's lands off of that, not half bad. Mm-hmm. So from there, JB, give us some of those sweet, sweet, cheap pickups. All right. <clears throat> well, first up, we have Crick, Son of Yogmoth, sitting at $5.69, record low and bottomed out. That is the Commander 19 printing. Next up, we have the signature spellbook printing of Fiery Confluence for $1.30. It's actually a pretty sweet looking card, too, not going to lie. But if you get the foil, it is curling like a Pringles. Oh, yeah. So hope you don't get a, a foil of Fiery Confluence. All right. So then next up, we have Goblin Guide, the Double Masters printing, sitting at $4.90, record low and bottomed out. And then last but not least, we have Fabled Passage, Throne of Eldraine printing, has bottomed out to $6.56. You said this before, but location, location, location is super important even with lands in Magic the Gathering. This is a fetch land that is sub $10. You can get it for $6.50. Not a half bad deal for all y'all uh, budget players trying to get into like modern and stuff. Basic lands are super important now. Yep, especially with Blood Moon. So, that's what we have with the weekly winners. Our finance section if you guys are all looking to get some cheap or profit on some of these cards that you have in your collection, please go check out tcgsniper.com where you can sign up and enter in one of these cards. Like, let's say you have, you want to get a Fable Passage, but you want it for less than $6.50. You want to get it for $4.50. You enter the card into TCG Sniper. Set the desired price at $4.50, and as soon as someone is selling that card on TCG Player, you will get notified on that. You click the link, you buy the card, you increase your collection with this card, and you will be a happy Magic player. So, also, if you guys, when you sign up right now, if you mention that the guy is over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get your first three months free of the plus program of TCG Sniper, meaning that you will be able to get Discord notifications, text message notifications of a card that you require. Super worth it. Go check them out. Say that the boys over at This Week at MTG sent you, and you will be a very happy Magic player. Or happier. That, too. So, JB, that deck of the week. What do we got this week? All right, so it looks like we have a sweet Orzhov Cleric build. Ooh, speaking of clerics. Mm-hmm. And it does have aura in it. What format is this for? This is modern. Take it away, Matt. 
We'd love to hear your sweet narrating voice. Let me try my sweet narrating voice. I don't know why you guys allow me to do this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. The main premise of the deck is we have these cards of Archfiend's Vessel, which is a one black human cleric lifelink. When Archfiend Vessel enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard, or you cast it from your graveyard, if you do, create a 5-5 black demon creature token with flying instead. It is a human cleric, so it's very important in this modern brew of clerics. Next, we have Clerics of Life Bond, which is black-white for a 2-2 vampire cleric. When another cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Whenever you gain life for the first time each turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Cleric of Life's Bond. Probably the most important card of this deck, in my opinion, Giver of Ruins is next. We have a white 1-2 core cleric that has an ability of tap. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from the color of your choice until end of turn. Next, in the creature section, we have Oron Sky Hierophant. Skyclave Hierophant. We're getting there. Which is black-white 2 for a 3-3 core cleric legendary creature with lifelink. When Aura Skyclave Hierophant or another cleric you control dies, return target cleric with lesser converted mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield. The recursion on this card alone is super good. You have 18 creatures, all of which are cleric creatures, except for Skyclave Apparition. And Skyclave Apparition is the only exemption, but it's so good that you honestly don't really care about it. It's two of in the deck, so Skyclave Apparition is white, white, one for a 2-2 core spirit. When it ETBs, exile up to one target non-land permanent that you don't control with CMC 4 or less. And then when Skyclave Apparition leaves the battlefields, the exile card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature where X is the converted mana cost of the exiled card. So let's say you exile a 3-drop creature under your opponent's control. Your, when Skyclave Apparition leaves the battlefield, your opponent gets a 3-3 blue illusion creature token. This is a super prominent card that has been making waves in more than just standard and more than just modern, but in legacy even. This card is thebomb.com. So aside from that, we have Selfless Spirit, white one for a spirit cleric with flying. Self, uh, you can sacrifice it. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. It is a 2-1. We have Band Imposter that says, good at reading cards, not good at reading chats. I just read the chat to figure out how drunk I am right now. So far, so good. F off, Band Imposter. <laughs> okay, if you, can, if you can guess on a scale of 1 to 10 how drunk Matt is, you'll win one of Matt's commander decks. <laughs> good luck with that. I'm way better at this point than what I was like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> What were we talking about 15 minutes ago even? I don't even remember. Oh, Jesus Good Christ. luck figuring that out. Nobody's commenting on that. I guess yeah. they don't want your commander decks. They had the opportunity. My fucking uh, Kenrith deck is like $800. If you parted it out. In the sorcery section of this deck, we have Inquisition of Kozilek which is a super prominent card in the modern format. It is black sorcery. Target player reveals his or her. His or whore. <laughs> Reveal thy whore. Words are hard for all of us, man. First off, I want to fucking pat myself on the back for doing as good as I have compared I, to I you. am. I'm just saying words are hard for all of us. On the sorcery section, we have Inquisition of Kozilek. It's a black sorcery. Target player reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-land card from it with converted mana cost three or less, and then that player discards that card. It's a four of in this deck. Super prominent card. It hits so many different targets. Next in the sorcery section, we have Revival Revenge, which is actually a spicy include. It's one of my favorite cards. That's kind of why I picked this deck. Give us a read then, JB. I love this card. So Revival is hybrid white-black, white-black. Sorcery, 
Return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. The other half of it is Revenge. Four generic, white, black, sorcery speed. Double your life total. Target opponent loses half their life. Round it up. Let's just say I've knocked some people out in Commander with this card and one other card. It's not just that part alone. It's just like every creature in your in your graveyard that happens to have to be in there is a target for the revival portion of this. So it's like, cool. I get an uh, Aura Skyclave Hierophant back, or a Skyclave Apparition, or even an Archfiend's Vessel. You get a five-five off of that. Mm-hmm. I've done it in standard. It's so good. And in modern. We have probably one of the best, the spiciest includes in modern, in, on earth, single black sorcery. Return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And it also has cycling for two, so you discard the card, draw a card. And since this is black-white, you have the premium removal of Fatal Push, a playset of Fatal Push, which is a black instant destroy target creature if it has a CMC two or less. With revolts, that creature destroy that creature if it has a converted mana cost four or less. Instead, if the permanent, if a permanent has left the battlefield this turn under your control, and then path to exile, you pay a white instant exile target creature. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it into play tapped. Then they shuffle their library, and then slightly surprised actually at this two of of Aether Vial, which is a single color, colorless artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a charge counter on Aether Vial. You may put a creature card with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on Aether Vial from your hand onto the battlefield. Good job, man. Did I do a good job? You did. You did a good job, but now you gotta read the sideboard. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I just read the main board. Sideboard's where it's at, man. JB, give us that beautiful, beautiful sideboard. All right, so in the sideboard, we have a four of Containment Priest, which is one white, human cleric, two-two, got flash. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. Always fun. I love this card. Then we have a two of Damping Sphere. Another one of my favorite cards. Uh, two generic. Get an artifact. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless, single colorless, noted, instead of any other type and amount. Each spell a player costs casts one generic more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. So it's definitely a fun way to turn off Tron. Love playing that card. Then we have a two of Dragon's Claw. Two generic artifact. Whenever a player casts a red spell, you may gain one life. Got three Fulminator Mages. Uh, single generic, hybrid black, red, black, red. Uh, Elemental Shaman. 2-2. Two, two. Sacrifice Fulminator Mage. Destroy target non-basic land. Uh, you got a two of Nile Spell Bomb. Single colorless artifact. Uh, you tap it, sacrifice it, exile all cards from target player's graveyard. And when Nile Spell Bomb is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay black if you do draw a card and then to round out the sideboard we have two phyrexian revokers two generic artifact creature horror to two one as phyrexian revoker enters the battlefield choose a non-land card name activated abilities of sources with the chosen name can't be activated i'm trying to figure out why this is in cyborg as compared to pithing needle because this can turn off mana abilities Pithing Needle can't. Oh, so you can hit like a... Uh, you can hit lands. Yep. No, this is well, not land. Like you game. can hit like mana dork, stuff like that. Anything that activates right. mana. There we go. So, land of war elf, or a birds of paradise, yep. or a noble hierarch, which is important in modern. Mm-hmm. I've always loved me some Phyrexian Revokers. I just don't have many of them. I've only got one copy. I need to get like two more. So in here, my main thing is why have a single veto Thorn of the Dusk Rose? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely bump it to at least two. Right, like 
your amount of life gaining that you're going to be gaining from this is not enough to trigger veto thorn of the dust grows enough to where you would be Matt. significantly benefiting from Matt. it veto is a late game dump pay five mana all your creatures gain lifelink yeah you know how many times i've gone over the top with that how many do you have them? in your main board though as compared to one Two, maybe three. See, there you go. Like, this as having a one of doesn't seem appropriate for that. And honestly, I would, I'd take out, I'd go down to two selfless spirits and two vetoes, if anything. You definitely got to increase the Skyclave apparitions, though. Like, all, even all the pros and all the other deck lists that are in formats further back than modern are having a playset of Skyclave apparitions. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good card. I love blinking it with Eldrazi Displacer. It is so much better than uh, O-Ring. Mm-hmm. Way much better because you get a body that can start beating ass and stuff with that and then your opponent, if they kill O-Ring, they would be getting the permanent back. But if they kill Skyclave Apparition, all they're getting back is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really fun? Let's hear it. You blink the illusion with the Eldrazi Displacer. Bye-bye illusion. Oh, <laughs> you monster, JB. What can I say? So are you tell me that, uh, like, death and tax, e death and taxes is going to become a thing here soon? There already is Eldrazi and taxes, right? But is it going to become a more prominent player because of Sky? I don't know. Skyclave apparition has lifted a lot of D and T lists. It's bumped up D and T. It's a lot higher in the meta now than it ever used to be. And even in Legacy, I listen to podcasts that talk about it, and that thing is, like, ridiculous to think about how it's, like, making waves in Legacy. But I feel that's starting to get a little out of our grasp here for that. Danny, look like you're about ready to say something about that. was not. Because, yeah. No, I was not. Just getting right up to that microphone there. Nope. That's how we're doing, Matt. Jean good. How drunk are you right now? On a scale of one to three. One to three? <laughs> one to three. That's pretty poor. One to twelve. There you go. On a scale of one to twelve. Three. JB. Scale of one to twelve. Six. Really? We were taking guesses for you, not ourselves. I feel like I'm at six already. That's why I said six. I thought we were guessing on you. No! Fuck no! I'm gonna be like a fucking point two. That's deck of the week for (laughs) y'all. Thank you so much for listening to that. We've made it to an end of another amazing episode of This Week in MTG. Are we ready for the end card? The end closing? The end clip? Sure. The end of Danny's misery? For the week? (laughs) <laughs> he's like I can only handle this once a week I don't even know why the fuck I'm here basically but you'll be back tomorrow <sighs> JB are you giving hints spoilers leaks to those listening to us right now maybe if they've made it this far we can at least throw them a bone throw them a bone right now tell them the bone that they are getting so we have a special interview coming up tomorrow and that's Ooh, all I'm gonna say a special interview one more hint give us Give the listeners that made it this far one more hint. Danny, who are we going to interview? That was you, man. It's under my nose. I'm covering both <laughs> No, <laughs> No, that was you. Fine, okay. I can't breathe. That's how hard I'm doing it. <laughs> we have... I'm not touching my nose. <laughs> With the amazing website Moxfield. It is a deck builder website. We're coming up with that tomorrow night with the creators of it. So please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that way you can listen at the end of the week, most likely when the episode is coming out. I can't guarantee that because, you know, I like to keep my sanity as much as the next person. Thank you all for making it to the end of the episode of This Weekend MTG, episode number. 63. There we go. Boom. We got it that time. This is 
an amazing episode. Y'all are magic folk for making it to the end of this episode. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, join the Discord, because we talk about a bunch of stuff on the Discord as well. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at thisweekendmtg at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on any of those other social media platforms where you can send any, you know... Messages? Yeah, to uh, Danny specifically. He loves to answer those. Sure, as long as it's to this week at MTG, I will gladly answer to anything that's not email. There you go. Make sure to yes. take Danny. Otherwise, 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 it'll take you four weeks to get a reply back from Matt on emails. Right. Danny has access to the emails as well. It's just no, showing how much you do too. Don't you dare. I do not. See, I was smart. I set up my own email, and I still haven't given it to you guys. Don't forget, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe because we have a bonus episode coming out later this week with the creators of Moxfield. You didn't send an email there, band imposter. Don't you try me. I checked it like three hours ago. Acting sus. Yeah, you are. JB even knows what that terms mean. That term means now. Terms mean. Terms mean. Terms me on. <laughs> <laughs> As always, episodes are up every Tuesday. And from there, thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. See ya.